Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast episode 411. Oh my goodness. Woo! This is your guide to the geek side. Joined by Charlie Carden, myself, Todd Oxtra, and Joseph Moran from the PS Trophy Room. What up? Hi. How's, how's everybody doing today? Now, point of order, isn't 411, wasn't that some terrible like punk pop band from the early aughts? No, I think it's 311. 411 is what you call if you need information. So it's oh, the 411. Okay. Yeah. So you said inf- so call like on a, like on a telephone, it's not Google? Nope. <laughs> do, do people still do that? Do our parents? It's like still if you want to know where to dig in your yard so you don't oh, build no, like that's, a cable that's line or something. This dig, I thought that was eight one one. I don't know. Oh, maybe it is. Oh well. Oh well. We're we're going on, but uh, yeah, we're back with the secret friend tonight. Our good buddy Joe is back with us after about Joe. It's been some time. It's been eight, a lot of episodes. A lot of yeah, possibly even a year. It's, it's probably it's been a yeah, potentially. Well, yeah. we're excited to have you on because uh, the big part of the show in the Thunderdome will be all about the Last of Us TV show dropping. And the cool part about this is Charlie's a newbie to the Last of Us; hasn't played the games really. He's watched a little bit of it. I played the games. You played the games, and um, I think this is going to be fun to come from a viewpoint of: is it a great video game adaptation, or is it just a great show? So, um, oh, I don't want to spoil my answer, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that at in the end of the show. But before we do that, uh, we had a big announcement. Uh, actually, Friday, I had to stop, hold Charlie back, because he wanted to say, is it ready? Is it ready? Is it ready? Like, are we there yet, Dad? Are we there yet, Ned? We finally launched our Patreon. Eight Can't years fight. in the making, folks. Eight Can't years fight in the, the future. <laughs> so I actually, I, I had told some friends about it the night before, but I'm like, get ready! Oh my get ready! Goodness. Yes. And, and was, we were ready, so it was fun. Yeah, it's really like fun. the impetuous child who you have to temper his expectations. You have to keep him on the side I saying, we're not ready yet. like yes. living, and you just jump. Woo! And we did, and we got even got some people who are on board. Uh, but, Todd, I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, so uh, our patrons live, uh, go to patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite, um, and just check it out. Uh, the good news is, all the podcasts you've been getting for free will stay that way. Nothing changes. The only thing that you get as being a Patreon is you get to support us, which is fantastic. We love it. And you get some new content and some special benefits. And one of those special benefits that uh, one of our first uh, subscriber has done, and that's Mr. Sean Nias and his family, Stella, his daughter, and Henry. They're all in this together. Um, and you know, being a Patreon at this level gets you your own superpower. So we get to assign Sean Henry and Stella, their superpower. So since there's three of us, it's perfect. So, uh, Joe, since you're a guest, um, who would you like to assign a superpower to? Uh, Stella! Let's do Stella! Do it! Um, So, okay, so this is a family affair. I was thinking about The Incredibles. Ooh. I'm mm. like, oh, you know, it's usually like, oh, the you know, the daughters with the invisibility, and you know, the son is, you know, he's got, he's got, like, he's, he's, he's always quick, right? He's nimble. Yeah. Um, a, was it Flash or what Dash? Was his name? Dash. Dash yeah. But then it's me, and um, you know, um, my 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 head's a dark place, you know. So uh, I'm going Stella, the power, uh, and I think it's ultimate. I think this is the ultimate superpower. Oh. All right. No repercussions. 
Oh. <laughs> she has the power of doing non-stop anything. get out of jail free card. Anything she wants and it, there's no repercussions. The, she I can didn't, use the, this, I didn't this is it, the boy. ultimate character oh. test. Right. She can use this power for good or she can be the ultimate evil in the universe. Ooh. No matter what. Wow. She's unstoppable. Does, so does she have to actually like come up with an excuse or is it just nope? Nope, nothing. Nothing. And people oh. like people know. And people like they may not like like her for it, you know? Right. They can't do it. So it's just all over. It's just, you know, it's, it's like uh, Dr. Strange oh, this is, making this is this is uh George Santos. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, you're right. Exactly. The, all the property and the talking about his religion and all the made all up stuff that just yeah. Could, yeah, exactly. It's amazing. So no so repercussions it's, for it's Stella like, ever. Doctor Strange and the spell that made everybody forget Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So yep. it just erased everything. Wow. That's wow. But they know. Everybody knows and everybody has their own. Feel. So like Stella could like, you know, steal and people knows like Stella stole, but they can't. They have they they don't have the ability to to punish her for it. Like it's immunity. Yeah, it's I mean, wow. from all laws across wow. the country. So it's it's like lethal weapon four, but times infinity. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's amazing. That's I mean, amazing. You can't Love really joke. top that. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to use mine, and uh, this is this one's risky because uh, I'm going to go with Henry. Okay, uh, and it's risky because Todd pointed out that this may not be a sanitary superpower, but I've got a fix for that. See, so Henry, what you got to do is first you wash your hands. For two full minutes, you can sing happy birthday twice, happy birthday to you. And after that, you hold out your fingers, and you're going to shoot spaghetti out of them. (laughs) Because at the end of it, first of all, you've confused your enemy. They don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And when it's all said and done, you you got lunch. Now, okay, think about the spaghetti fingers. How projectile is it? Can you shoot Um, a string of it like Spider-Man, or does it like... Like, I'm gonna say like like maybe like like silly string if you remember if anybody remembers okay. what that is. Okay. So, so it's, not, it's, 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 he has to be close. So it's projectile, but it's not like it's not like it's a like a bullet or an arrow. It's like right. no spaghetti deaths will be incurred. Yeah, <laughs> right, and it's you know what, I, and it's and it's what is it with pasta? Was that al dente? It's al dente. So it's a little, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, so like he can't a- control the type of pasta or the spaghetti that comes like he can't shoot like like the un un uh, unboiled. So it's no, like it's not, projectile. It's not like with Spider Man where he could like he, he could like okay. change the type of webbing. So it's just it's one size fits all uh no sauce you got to bring your own oh. sauce oh i was gonna yeah, say it's, it's uncooked at someone and they're gonna got, be like what is that marinade what there, there's no marinara? there's no there's no butter you don't have any uh, of the parmesan oh, cheese okay. you gotta provide all that but no still, alfredo no uh marinara no yep, no 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 no, no famous gotta, uh jersey sauce you or gotta, uh, you gotta make sure gravy. that the re- Red sauce, gravy, like a skyline chili. Uh, <laughs> it's sauce. It's sauce. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. just sauce. But yeah, there you go. So now you have an unlimited, and much like with Spider Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, you know, it does. Yes, it does come out, but come out of your body. So you know, if you just if you do it nonstop, you'll you'll get sleepy and you have to take a nap. So you just just be aware. I like uh, he, the I like the universe where Henry Henry looks at his sister. He's like, you know, Stella gets the. Kill a guy and I get, <laughs> and I get spaghetti out of my fingers. And then he'll turn around, yeah, and out of vengeance, like I didn't wash my hands. 
exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so Henry, look into a sponsorship with Olive Garden. Yes. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yes, Maybe exactly. you're the last one, one laughing. There you go. Okay, well, I'll pick Sean. So I'll pick Sean. Uh, so Sean gets to always be his, – his, his special power is he always gets to pick first in his fantasy draft. Oh. He is a big Ooh. fantasy football fan. Oh, wow. He even does some of the other fantasy leagues. But that is his, going to be his, I guess, his, uh, his superpower, but also a curse. Because as you know, picking first – does not guarantee anything, and it makes you look like a right. fool because you're the guy that didn't pick the pick. Joe, you right. know this. Fantasy uh. Critic League, all these things. I do fantasy football, and I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't, because if I picked the number one, what everybody s- says, the consensus, that's the year the guy breaks his leg, right? Yeah. And it's like, you just, you're just screwed. So I'm, that's why well, I'm giving Sean. He's going to love you, it. Todd, don't you remember we used to do that fantasy movie league? We got to get back into that. That was awesome. You get like eight screens, and you got to pick oh. like – Current releases or whatever, and, and each one of them costs so much, and you've got to leverage how much you can spend, and then multiple screens of something. If that overperforms, then that's how you. Yeah. I, I would totally. I don't know if that went that away. Might be or a we Patreon could, league. That might be something yeah. we do with patrons. Yeah. Maybe something mm-hmm. fun game. Yeah. I like that. I, yeah, I would get back into fantasy movie league because my wife and I go to the movies all the time. We're going to movie, we're going to see Missing this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So I I think that would be awesome. Well, very good. So hopefully if you're happy with your superpowers, if you're not, sorry, no refunds on those. Um, but by all means, go ahead and use them for good. Yes, indeed. Well, speaking of using things for good, we have a superhero comic this week. Uh, and Todd, I tell you, Todd, you're on a streak. And I, I, I'm about ready to to abdicate my right to, to choose a cover because I just can't really do better than what you do. So this, this week we have uh, Daredevil. Uh, the Man Without Fear, Volume One. Now on, I'm sorry, it was. It's here comes now on sale monthly. Daredevil, The Man Without Fear. That's very Stanley. Uh, December of 1965. <laughs> I love this. This is a great. Todd, this makes me think of you because you're the you're the uh, you're the organizer. The organizer <laughs> returns with Ape Man, Bird Man, Cat Man, and Frog Man. We usually don't include the whole bit here, but this is pretty great. In a time to unmask. Exclamation point. Script by Stan Lee. Shocker. Pencils by Bob Powell. Never heard of him. Wally Wood. Did the inks. Nope. The case of the organizer and the reform party is reform wrapped up. Reform party? What is this? Yeah. I know. This. It sounds like he's fighting it in the Civil War. I want the reform party to come back in 2024 and run. Oh right. my God! Who would they run? Would they would they run? Would they run Matt Murdock, the ghost of Stanley? Uh, anyway, it's wrapped up and all mysteries are solved. Matt takes a leave of absence from the law firm to do what? He's going to walk the country like Kung Fu, solve mysteries. I don't know. I need to know. But it says the cover is him with obviously Birdman uh, up over his head, as you can see on, on the YouTube video, uh, with the ape man attacking him. They said it <laughs> in the green, but they said it couldn't be done. And we almost didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> Why? And in this and in this issue, the organizer's identity revealed who is the organizer. It's, who cares? It's this Bernie. Is, oh my God. It's Bernie. Oh, it is Bernie. It could be because yeah. it's 19, it was 1965. So he was already like, you know, 52 years old back then. I don't That's know. That's right. He's complaining about something. Yeah, he's like, he's going to run the reform party. My soup soup is cold. Send it back. Oh, man. Yeah, what a classic. So, yeah, again, nice nice work, Todd. I like it. Yeah, I have, you know, Joe, uh, I mean, if anything, if you have one thing to take away from this cover, what would it be? I want... I want Bernie on the cover. So yeah. I want to you want to know if that's who's there when they, yeah. they pull the hood want- off like a Scooby-Doo mystery. Like, ah, it's Bernie. 
I want him like the meme of him sitting at the inauguration with his little mittens on. <laughs> yes. That's what I want. Funko <laughs> Pop. Let's get it going. Let's get it oh going. Oh my god! With this accessory of his he- is his mask with off the mask. There you well, go. Well, the one the one Funko Pop I'm really looking forward to in town. This was at Target about a year ago, and we both I'd send you a picture and be like, "Now we got to keep waiting until it goes on clearance." Is is our gal pal, Madam Web? That's right. Our 123 year old senior news correspondent down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine with all the latest scoops. Let's get down there and figure out what's going on. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Madam Webb, uh, now that we've announced our Patreon, apparently you decided to launch your Patreon, but uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately you picked the wrong site. Uh, you went to Patron. Dot com. So apparently she's trying <laughs> to sell knockoff tequila now. And, oh uh, you know, that's a hard market to get into. I think George, uh, uh, our, our good buddy, George, um, what's his name? Costanza? Santos. George Santos. Didn't he? No, form, didn't no. He the, the actor with the. George Clooney. With, George Clooney. With the, yeah. I, I don't know if George Clooney would be. Is it big forehead? Well, no, he used to have like the the Caesar cut or whatever. Oh, so, right, yeah. right. In the 90s, right. Yeah. ER. I, I don't think he appreciates any more competition. Uh, you know, he's got to support his Italian villa. So you might be out of business pretty soon. I think, yes. Yeah, he would uh, employ some, some goons to rough her up a bit. All right. So what we got up first. Oh, my goodness. And I said this, you know, in the role in between uh, when Mark and Kay and myself were recording Holocron uh, last Monday. Uh, it was... Uh, around this trailer coming out and it, it didn't finally hit the internet until after 10 p.m. And uh, everybody knows I turned into a pumpkin by then and we were done recording the show. Uh, but Mandalorian season three trailer dro- dropped during the wild card game and we complained about why we thought that really wasn't a thing, but whatever. We're glad that it's out. Um, the wild card? Why the wild card a- game isn't a thing? Well, no, why Why dropping a trailer during a football game is supposed to be like, ooh. Because it gets people who don't watch football to watch to watch the Synergy. game. Watch the internet. Internet. Yes. I got a word for you. It's the internet. Um, but at any rate, uh, here's a question. Now, the there was, there was a Mando trailer that came out back in summertime at Celebration in Anaheim. Is this the same trailer? Do we really re- wait six months to see the same trailer? Or is this something different? No, it's it's got yeah. far more stuff in it. Like you didn't oh, see okay. the Jedi, uh, you know, that flashback oh, to the yeah, Jedi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I okay. think you, I don't, I think we did see a collection of Mandalorians, but I don't think we got much you definitely more of background on it. had some of the like you had all of them doing like the uh the the airborne drop that was that was in that drink because i saw of course the oh here's the fuzzy version from anaheim that somebody recorded on their phone and and somebody from disney didn't covertly have them killed afterwards so i've seen like bits and pieces of it but yeah yeah I, now, now that you mention it there's definitely definitely a little bit more to it but woohoo, baby 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 um yeah, I mean, Todd, we've talked about the fact that we feel like the Mandalorian is the salvation of Star Wars. It's the best thing that we've seen. I certainly think it's the best thing that we've seen since the OT. Um, it's not a perfect show. They've had duffer episodes. Um, the fact that Mandalorian had to come along and resuscitate the Boba Fett TV show, we don't need to talk about that because it's you want to hear more about that, go over to Holocron. Um, but this was awesome. Yeah, I'm fired up about this, and I said my only – uh, regret is this this drops on March 1 when April and I will be at sea because we'll be on the Star Trek cruise. So, uh, unfortunately, we all know there's no internet in international water. So, I guess I'm gonna no, say. how dare they? Yeah, I hate uh, it. it's not allowed. Yeah, so Joe, I am a big fan of The Mandalorian, I think it's the best balance of like the fun and goofiness of Star Wars, but also 
a better production, some good acting, uh, some really good direction, um, and then not having to have everything tie into an overall arc, but having good standalone episodes. Um, I really enjoyed Andor as I talk about the the second half of Andor. The first half of Andor was to me was a snooze fest. It lacked a lot, but I thought the second half was fantastic. So, um, it, so these are kind of my probably yeah. Right now with me, Mandalorian is probably my favorite Star Wars, but. Where do you stand with the Mandalorian? Is it like top tier, bottom tier, mid tier? Oh, uh, Mandalorian's what I've always wanted in Star Wars. If I could, if if like if I could make my own Star Wars thing, it would have been the Mandalorian. So, um, you know, I, I I love Mando, and it is the best Star Wars since the OT. Um, it's it's so so good. Uh, and yeah, like s- slow episodes for sure, but the prequels exist as well. So like, <laughs> I'll take I'll take my wins <laughs> and losses where I get them. Uh, but overall, like Mando does a great job of giving y'all the fan service that you want, um, and at the same exact time, expanding the universe where it needs it. And I think what we're going to see from the Mando and the Ahsoka show is uh, planting seeds where the sequel trilogy will make sense. Um, or, or more sense, just like how the the shows made the prequels more palatable. So for me, I I loved this trailer. I love exploring the Mando universe and the Mandalorians and seeing them in 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 live action. So seeing all of them, like seeing them getting dropped off, um, like just hot dropped. <laughs> what like the school bus? Oh all right, I'll be God. back. I'll be back at three o'clock. Yeah, it's like a hundred Mandos land in Mandalore, and only one right. could be the Mandalorian. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> it is it is a battle royale ra- waiting to be played. But um, that had me so hyped. So to me, I, I love this. And yeah, the 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 way it harkens again back to, um, back to Order sixty six, just like how we saw in Obi Wan. What I loved. So they're really. Um, there's really going to be a lot here. We're going to see, I think we're going to see um, way more Grogu's origin stories because of things like order 1886. Right? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, he's order 1886. I love that game. Joe, you're saying, is there going to be a sequel? You're, you're oh. a fan. You're a fan of Tyler Sheridan's work. 1886. Awesome. Yeah, and the yellow papers. Real, real fan. Oh, don't um, get Todd started. He the hates yellow the yellow papers. <laughs> hates the yellow papers. Hates them. But, yeah, no, I, 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 I love what, what they're, they're doing. And to me, I don't, everybody, everybody likes to complain because I don't mind <laughs> where Disney has taken Star Wars. In fact, I think they've had way more hits than we give them credit for. And you're right. Like Andor is amazing. And I knew after like episode three, this is not going to be for everyone, mm-hmm. um, but it is some of the, it is probably the best written like Star Wars property. Uh, it's just it's incredible because it's 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 more than it's more than a galaxy far far away we can we can really feel a lot of the emotions that andor hits so like you know uh, star wars is in a good place right now and i think mandor uh, mandalorian <laughs> mandor i'm just screwing up together. All the, i'm just screwing up together all the words it's, it's, like, that's um, like that's like what they call uh shipping yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, they would be a terrible couple. Terrible uh, couple. Awful. But no, I, I really, I, I really love what this series has done to help revitalize what I think uh, the sequel trilogy really hurt that brand. So, right to me, right. Star Wars is in a great place right now. It's thanks to the Mandalorian, and mm-hmm. season three just looks looks stellar. Can't wait. 
Can't We're going to be blowing it up. Yeah. So, and obviously you'll, you know, I'm, I'm sure we will talk about that show here, but certainly you'll get the, the deepest of the digging, the digging of the dives over on Holocron Chronicles, which drops on the alternating Wednesday here on this lovely network. All right, Todd, what else we got? Yeah, so we couldn't recall if we talked about this one. But I think the story came out and we just never did because we're like, this is just too silly. I but think it was, it was it was like a post share and we like on Discord, we went back. And exactly. Forth, but that was about it. Yeah. But uh, Donald Glover is apparently going to star and produce in a Star Wars. Sp- sorry, a Spider-Man yes. movie based Spunko. on the villain, the Hypno Hustler. Oh, my. You see, and I know this one because, again, uh, this was old. It was Spider-Man's second the third spinoff, but first, second spinoff in name, because in the 70s, we got Marvel Team Up, which was him plus another character, which ran for about 10 years. And then in 1976, the same year that I came out, uh, meaning I was born, uh, he got his second in name title, but it was super long. Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. So really long, which eventually was cut down the Spectacular Spider-Man in the in the 80s. But this is from issue 24 in 1978. And yes, super duper capitalizing on the uh, disco music phenomenon of the time uh, uh, created by Bill Mantlo, who also created Rocket Raccoon. Okay, so, you know, that's, that's kind of a top and bottom of his career. But yes, his name was uh, Antoine... Del Soin, Del Soin, Soin, Del Soin. Sure, go ahead, go with it. That works. The leader of a band called the Mercy Killers and used hypnosis technology in his instruments in an audience to rob them. Now, I would have to believe that this would be updated more for a uh, for a modern audience. That you know, uh, Anton here is actually he's a DJ. He you know, does electronic music or something and just whacks people off. So he's a villain. Mm. Um, it's funny, Hypno Hustle not considered one of Spider-Man's top villain. I don't think that there's a chance that even the, the, the deepest diggers of them could, could even find him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as it says here, obviously this is not the first time we've seen Glover in Spider-Man. Um, he was clamored to play Spider-Man, uh, in reversal to the Andrew Garfield, which happened in 2012. But then we got him, uh, as the voice of Miles Morales in the ultimate Spider-Man. Over I didn't know he did that. Yeah, me neither. And then he uh, had a great role in um, Tom Holland's uh, first movie, The Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, where he was the the the, the hood uh, who was trying to buy guns, and he was kind of a kind of a smart ass like gun buyer. And then Spidey, and then and then he kind of shook Spidey down after Spidey was trying to shake him down, and kind of said, "You sound like a girl." I do not sound like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but they made it sound like they heavily inferred that he was playing um, the uncle of Miles Morales, or some mm-hmm. some dialogue was somewhat suggestive to that fact. So, um, Todd, could this be the thing that saves the Spumco from? I mean, besides Madam Web which our girl who's going to get her own movie, we've been talking about that, but could this be, could this be played for what it is and be fun or could it be another Venom or Morbius? Um, I'm hoping this is more like they find treasure where there's just trash. Like um, we have the the Spider-Verse films, which are fantastic. Well, one, we've seen one, so it's fantastic. And that's Sony doing its own thing, doing weird, uh, not following Marvel's path and just doing something really unique and creative. Um, Donald Glover is not going to get involved a project just to make money. 
He's right. a very creative dude. He's an artist. His, yeah, I mean, uh, his, his a rap career with what he with Atlanta. I, I just don't think he's going to sign up with something unless he sees something that, that could be really cool. And he's completely involved in the process. Apparently, Eddie Murphy's son, Miles Murphy, is going to be writing this. I didn't. What I did, so, didn't know. I mean, yeah, of it's, course, in the, you know, it's in the notes. I know. No, I no, I I know that. I mean, and of course, you can imagine Eddie Murphy has you know forty children because he's Eddie Murphy. But I didn't know any of them were in the business. Yeah. So um, if anything, this could be the bright star of the Spumco and Joe, just we call it the Spumco. It's Spider-Man universe of Sony characters or something. So we call it Spumco. Um, <laughs> and that, and that, I know. Well, and that worst. is the name of it. But if you can't give something uh, like a really shitty anagram or a really credit, yeah. excuse me, um, then, you know, where's the value in it? So, yeah, it's got to it's got to exactly. Sound yeah, because we're getting the movies are still going to come out. Are we're going to get Venom three? We are getting Madam Web. Apparently that's 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 it's done. Uh, we're getting a Craven film. I haven't heard anything about uh, a Morbius uh, to uh, the uh, Morbying. Uh, so it's Morbin time. Apparently, electric, electric, electric Morbaloo. Yeah. So we haven't seen that. So Joe, based on all we've talked about, you're a Spider-Man fan. Uh, would this be something that'd be like, yeah, go crazy because it might work? No, this is going to be bad. <laughs> None of this sounds good. Okay. Just, Stop thinking that, like, um, I forget who's in charge of the the Sony Spider Man universe. Oh, um, I don't was, see that. Was it was there? What's her name? It was a woman? I think I forget. Oh, I, I forget well, it name. wasn't Sherry Lansing. It was, was it? Uh, Amy. Amy. A- yeah, Amy. Yeah, and Amy Pascal. I think that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, there you go. yeah. She needs to. She needs to go. Um, none of this <laughs> is gotta, working. Gotta go. Uh, none of this is good. Um, <laughs> None of it. No, Venom. Right. Venom was trash. Oh God! Venom Two was awful, dreadful. Please. Jesus, Morbius. Yes. Um, my oh, friend they- is trying to convince me just to watch it to see how bad it is. None of these. None of these Sony Spider Man's oh movies the- have been close to decent. And um, I, I will. I will. I will see it. I will believe it when I see it. There's this right. No, there's no, but but, there's no. but we but we will still see it. That's just the thing. Yeah. The uh, the weekly I will, planet. I, I did not see <laughs> Joe still yeah. standing. I'm standing. Yes. Yeah. No. I was going to say the weekly planet see, guys. Uh, just Venom in theaters. Yeah. I refuse to. Um, uh, you know, I pirated Venom too because my my friend made me watch it. So she's just like, here it is, Joe. I, uh, no. The cops are on their way. I don't yeah. care. You well, start 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 bleeping. Yeah, <laughs> start bleeping. Yeah, no hustler is on his way. I mean, I oh, you're right. He knows. Oh, I mean, he's, he's right behind you. Yeah, no, um, it, it, awful, dreadful movies, and uh, Amy and uh, and Sony should be ashamed of themselves. Just hand it over to Marvel. Be ashamed. Yeah, I, I'm I'm halfway Maybe between. The two of you, I, I, I really, you know, I, I don't. It triggers I, I, me. You don't got. You don't get it. It angers me I, every time I hear about making more of these. I know. I know. I just, you know, I and I'm a diehard Spidey fan as yourself, yeah. going back almost 40 years now. So I, I got you. I got yeah. you, fam. I do. But. I too believe that Donald Glover is an artist. I don't think he's done anything that's really terrible. That being said, there was the Star Wars prequels written by George Lucas with a lot of great actors in them that could couldn't save it, in my opinion. Yeah. So I I would hardly say that I don't know. I'd like to believe what Todd says. I, I unfortunately feel that what you're saying, Joe, seems like the safe bet. But we'll we'll only know when it comes out. And and of course, because Todd and I don't have a choice, we'll see it. Listen, well, 
I, I'm positive this this will be I'm positive. <laughs> this this will be garbage. They, they talked Tom I, Hardy into doing Venom, so yeah, maybe I'm completely exactly. wrong. <laughs> right. Dakota Johnson's in, in in you know in, in Madam uh, Web. Now now Madam Madam Web, we definitely were going to throw our support behind because she's on the I mean, team, but still, yeah, I mean Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney are in it. I understand the allure, but. Right. I don't I know if Madam Web had casted. I think she had casting approval, but she was going to pick like uh, B. Arthur. But I had to tell her B. Arthur's dead. <laughs> oh, she said so's Tupac. They got him on stage. I don't know. Uh, right. Not a um, B. Arthur hologram. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> oh my God! All right, let's move on. Uh, Steven Spielberg, who uh, did not re- receive the financial windfall from the Meet the Fablemans that I wanted him to. Uh, it's going to be producing a documentary about John Williams, probably, probably, and, you know, I, I'll, I'll lump him out of the bucket with the Beatles, who I think are the, the greatest uh, popular music artists of the 20th century. But I would say John Williams is the greatest overall certainly instrumental orchestra, whatever it is, artists of, of our lifetimes and, and before. Um, so, you know, where do you even, you know, what can you even say about what this man has done? You know, the, the iconic soundtracks from star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jaws, ET Schindler's list. Help me out here. What else has he done? What are, what are his, what are, what are his biggest? I mean, mean, Superman super. Oh God. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah, but Same I mean, Ryan, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and the guy won't retire. He's coming back for Indiana Jones, the dial of destiny, which we'll see next uh, this, excuse me, this summer. Now we're in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, private Ryan. And uh, it's just Jurassic Jaws. Park. Yeah. I said Jaws. Thank oh, you, you did. Okay. I, know, I, know, I know Todd and I are great at listening to each other. Uh, <laughs> this, this It's such a voyage, but um, this is amazing. And I would assume, you know, documentaries, uh, do they take a super long time to make? So maybe we could see this. This year, doesn't it? Doesn't it say they're fairly quick? Because typically, it's a lot of uh, you know interviews, montages, yeah. interviews, yeah. Um, and I mean, there's going to be nobody who doesn't want to step up to talk about his relevance from directors, actors, uh, you know, across the board. And right. I don't know where this would appear on uh, because obviously it's not just Disney's Amblin is it would be producing this. So they're yeah. not tied to a network. So it could or, go to Disney or, Plus, but it could or, go to Paramount or Plus streamer, yeah. or something right. like that. Yeah. Probably wherever it lands, you'll be able to find it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and this is a feature length documentary, but I would imagine this would not be a theatrical release. It doesn't really make much sense. This kind of, this kind of stuff ends up on streamers. So yeah, my, my bet is, potentially Disney plus. I don't know. That's just my vibe, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so favorite of his work, what is everybody's favorite? Well, I mean, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite film. So I probably have to go with that. But then again, how do you argue with the main titles of star Wars, which has played somewhere in the head of every Gen Xer in some way, shape or form since 1977. Gen X, or mean, mean Todd and I's generation, and Joe, I know you're younger, but it falls back to you guys because uh, of the prequels. You know, I don't know what any of those generations are. But <laughs> <laughs> We're all just people, Everybody man. Don't separate us. Exactly. If you're Gen X, I'm Gen Z now. Who knows what's going on? Right. Uh, nah, it's Star Wars. Star yeah. Wars, no question. Yeah, it's the it's most tough. iconic. Yeah. And people say about Jaws, and I, I guess I'm, you know, unpopular. I'm gonna, that's why I was going to go to Jaws because without that song, it's so it's so tied to that feeling of the shark coming uh, in. I think, no, 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 I no, no. I, I think that's yeah. the one song you take out. It's not. Oh. It's not the movie. 
Star Wars is still Star Wars. It, it has so many other iconic songs in just one specific yeah, but theme. He's, he's he's making them all right, you know. Correct. Well, that's true. Yeah. So how do you really if you take out Jaw the Jaw song and you put it what Yakety Sax? The aluminum falcon. But I'll go with Jaws, Indiana Jones, Star Wars. I mean, is it specifically the Star Wars theme? I mean, or is yeah, or is it the Raiders' March, or is it the yeah, Star Star Wars, those crazy Star Wars? Notice he never wrote any lyrics. No, they that, that Bill Murray in SNL with was it with Nick the Lounge Singer? He was the one who did that. Yeah, Ra- yeah Raiders of the Lost Ark is again because that's you know I saw that movie yeah. when I was five years old, and that Raiders' March. I mean, I'm, I would. It's probably a dead tie because, again, you know, I, I saw Raiders when I was five. I saw Empire Strikes Back when I was four. And so I barely remember actually seeing it. But that, you know, music resonates. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, anyway, yeah. So it'll be great. I'll be I'll be excited when this comes along. So so that's fun and exciting news. The next story, Todd, not so much. Yeah. Um, if you are not listening to the news lately, there are layoffs from every large company happening right now. Amazon, Google, Microsoft, uh, anybody I'm missing. I mean, um, Twitter, of course, but you know, that's, well, that's really, that's really by be, something else. Yes, yes exactly. It's not really <laughs> driven by the economy so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Amazon is, I believe they're letting uh, 18,000 people go. And one of the big impacts that will impact a lot of folks who like geek media is uh, Comixology. Comixology was its own independent service. Amazon bought them. They were still separate, and then they integrated them uh, into their um, basically their app and, and everything else. Um, it's not worked out really great because it's it's basically took something that worked really well and kind of did not blend yeah. well with Amazon services. Yeah. Um, and- and I certainly use it a whole lot less than I used to, but when I tune in, I'm like, oh, just kind of moving around the app just when I'm reading comics and stuff. Yeah, I, but, not, but Comixology is the best comic service in regards to breadth oh, no and doubt. depth and everything, yeah, plus the unlimited no service I think is fantastic for six yeah. bucks a month. You get everything under the sun, uh, right. not just Marvel or DC. So uh, the bad news is it sounds like they have uh, – uh, well, actually, Amazon's planning twenty thousand people to let go, um, but Comicsology was was hit specifically hard. Um, yeah. We're hearing about um, one of the directors, Scott McGovern, uh, Jason Del Rey, uh, um, announced what was going on, and, and this is going to be bad because you can't do more with less. We know that, yeah. so mm-hmm. something right. will suffer. People have lost their jobs, and that type of talent and um abilities just don't fall out of trees um and a lot of these people have probably been with comiXology from the beginning and you always worry like when a company you work for gets bought you're like when's the other shoe gonna drop because they just don't do this for shits and giggles they do it because they want to money make money and you typically look for redundancies and cut them but um i don't know this is this is going to be not great i don't know what this means for consumers but for right now these people that lost their their jobs and i don't know if there's an equivalent place to go where they can get hired very quickly. The comic right. book world isn't huge. I mean, right. Marvel, and, DC, and, Dark Horse, right. IDW, Boom. Uh, there's just a yeah. limited number of places to go if you want to be in the comic book world. So I feel bad right. for all these folks uh, that are impacted. Right. It and, angers me deeply yeah. because a lot of these, a lot a lot of it's just like, you know, it's one thing if, uh, if all these companies are projecting these huge losses, but mm-hmm. none of them are. Right. Yeah. Uh, they so just like be like Microsoft's a, tr- a two trillion dollar company. Uh, they're 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 doing fine. 
Um, Amazon doing fine. Right. Uh, Google doing fine. Um, we're coming to the realization that a tech needs to unionize just needs right. to your Big jobs time. aren't protected. They can lay you off at any moment for any reason for oh. whatever. Um, so you, you know, a tech needs to unionize. Secondly, um, you know, it's the realization of, Oh wow. We have only four companies, uh, running everything here. You know, like right. that is it's a it's a scary thought. I, yeah. I saw a lot of developers on the game side of, wow, are we just coming to the point where one company just runs everything, just like in the movie industry? And how well does that look right now? The big evil corporation, dun, dun, dun. exactly. So right. it's just like it, it. We're coming to the point where it's like, you know, w- when we're rooting for consolidation and the promise of, but more of these things will pop up. It's like I kind of, I kind of doubt it. Um, because yeah. what ends up happening is like Microsoft sees this big thing that's, or, or a thing that's growing and we're just, they'll be like, okay, we're just going to spend more money than God to acquire it, to, you know, merge it into our company and then make it less good. Right. You know, um, less that's good. Or, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it. So it, it angers me deeply. Um, you know, you. from what I hear on the inside, it's a lot of, a lot of these, um, quote unquote redundancies it, it was it was so mechanical in nature like for example google folks walked into the and uh, nyc offices and like they had like a card if it glowed green you're you're safe and if it glowed red or something you, you you're fired like really oh my god right. that's exactly the same as the last of us which we're going to talk yeah. about it's the same it, thing green it's, is it's, good it's, red it's, is dead it's, it's orwellian sick. it's 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 right it's insidious so now right. like i don't know none of this none of this feels great um, yeah and I it feel just feels like you know uh we keep on saying a recession is gonna happen we keep on saying it and uh we're 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 making yeah. it happen we're willing it into existence because companies yeah, exactly. are being they're calling it proactive in regards to they're making yeah. decisions before they actually have to um right. and Yes, we know the pandemic changed a lot of behaviors. And if right. companies assume that was going to last forever, then they are the ones to blame for making poor yeah, planning, poor management. impacting people. And then typically, they, they, don't, have Todd, like, they don't have Todd Oxford to help them plan. They're well, foolish. and then restructuring elements, people like I'm hearing people got locked out of their computers. So they couldn't even figure out what is my severance package? Where are these things? And that scares the hell out of people. That's like, I don't know oh, what yeah. to do next. And yeah, right. I yeah. Know. So I, I, and I just know that essentially this could also mean that they'll remove content which is right. not the biggest thing in the world right now, but you saw that with WB, where they have removed things from existence. You can't even right. get those things anymore. And the creators yeah, are like right. saying, thanks for telling mm. us that my show no longer exists and can't be accessed. So I can't right. even pitch it to people and say, look at my show, please right. hire me to make a new one. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. So we'll see. Yeah, it's a it sucks, but uh we will um we will see what happens. We will obviously continue to bring you the latest. So uh, speaking of the latest floaty weirdness going out about five years, Todd, what's going on with Disney and their well, untitled movies? Yes. Yeah, so the fun part is Disney kind of gives a heads up to say, this is what's on our slate currently that has dates. Mm. And the further you get out, the weirder their schedule gets. So this is kind of fun. In 2023, so essentially Disney has got their their schedule set uh, through November. But Mm -hmm. then December 1st of 2023, which is like 10, 11 months away. Right. It says untitled Disney. Very helpful. 
which nice. I think is hilarious because I'm like, well, it's got a title. And why haven't you told anybody? Is this going to be something announced at D23? Which seems weird because, I mean, or is this like right. a, a Super Believe Bowl announcement? So, yeah. Promote movie? yeah. It's, it's very so. weird. So that's fine and all. But then you go start to look at, okay, let's go to 2024. There are one, and it's funny, the first one for 2024 is February 14th, Valentine's mm. Day. That's kind of weird, too. So, again, uh, th- yeah, 13 months. Yeah. And then yeah. you get uh, you get another one in August. It's Untitled Disney. Uh, uh, then you get uh, uh, November 8th, Untitled Disney Deadpool movie. Uh, so we know it's Deadpool, at least. Um, and then uh, 1127, Untitled Disney Animation. So they're getting more descriptive on their Untitled. Right. You know, right. And then we get to 2025. So we get um, March, oh my God, April, uh, May, June, July, <laughs> multiple we have, July, August. We have- Two two movies with titles, and the rest are now the rest of it is somewhat descriptive. Uh, Disney, you know, most some Animation. most Disney, some Pixar, yeah. some Marvel. The last one is Star Wars twelve nineteen to twenty five. Exactly. So that's that. that's the oh, thing. So the best. soonest we will be getting a Star Wars film, and I kind of thought this would happen, especially if they want to take the December um, window. Right is going to be twenty twenty five because guess what? Avatar is going to own December. For as long as Avatar movies come out every other year. So that may mean that we only get one Star Wars movie every two years, which might be a good case. Like like the old days. Well, yeah, uh, two, three years. Yeah. But yeah, Um, based on this, but based on the schedule, we see it. I don't know. Do you guys like to know more what's coming further out or do you like to be surprised? May maybe because again, I think you know again looking at twenty twenty four. Okay, well a lot of that's hashed out or whatever it is. But when it comes to the animation stuff, it's it's not really a big deal for me. The Pixar stuff, I don't have, I don't have kids. It's not, and I'm not a huge 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 fan. It's not a big deal for me. But you know, knowing that there's something on the slate for Star Wars, I don't give a shit what they call it. I don't even, oh. really even know what it's about. Ooh, I don't really care what it's about. Go back and beat me, Joey. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really care, you know, what it's called or what it's about. Uh, I'm just really happy if they're going to do a date that they're going to stick to. Charlie, um, you don't run a geek, uh, podcast, do you? Well, of course we care what it's called. Uh, we, <laughs> That's I, why we're here. Not three years away. I, I, am more concerned. I should say it this way. I'm more Charlie, concerned. You are so sticks. formal. You have to be peered and you want to get all those details. So I it, think it's a lie. But, line, but, if, sir. but if they haven't even written a script, how could they give us a title? You know what I mean? Is that how it works? Just come up with the title and it just writes itself. Oh, is it, that's how it, it, it's a, a thousand monkeys and a thousand typewriters. It was the best. Of it's, times. No, it was, it's, it's it chat the worst GPT AI scripting. It's. Oh it's my gosh. That yeah. is spectacular. Yeah. So Joe? I'm, I, I'm certainly less concerned about 2024, 2025 is weird, but yeah, the, the rest that follows it's like, Oh yeah. 2027, 2028. Have two things. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty six. Yeah. Last one is Avatar five. Joe. Joe? Oh, oh, okay. You're kicking oh. it over to me. Uh, no, I, I, I honestly, just surprised me with a trailer. I'm, I'm, I'm coming of age, boys. As I grow older, you guys know this well. Uh, that <laughs> you see, Todd, look yeah, at you again, trying to be all. Again. You know, it could be some, you know, a sense of wonder, employing a sense yeah. of wonder. It's not a bad thing. But uh, yeah, to me, it's just like okay, cool. So we're not gonna get a you know Star Wars movie for another two years. A uh, fine. Um, you know, we we always you know we complain about like oh, is this 
you know, you know, Marvel fatigue or Star Wars fatigue, enter anything that's popular. Is this fatigued? And right. when there's a big Fati- empty space, Fati- get- fatigue, fatigue. Exactly. And I'm fatigued <laughs> about the fatigue. <laughs> Because so it's true. just like, like people are like, is there really like, come on, more Marvel stuff? Like we beat Fano. What else can we go? Because we didn't have anything for 80 years. Why right. should we not have anything for the next 80? Yeah, yeah right. He was like, the only guy. It's like, I get it. You're cool. You're hip. I I, I understand. You you know. Right. But like, to me, it's just like, yeah, there's there's so many cool characters in the Marvel verse. Let's explore them. What's wrong? What, so what if there's not a huge cosmic threat? Maybe there is one. Maybe there's a story to tell. I don't know. But, you know, for me, it's like. We'll find out when we get there. <laughs> yeah. When 2025 comes, we'll be missing Star Wars on the big screen. And it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big hit. Yeah. And hey, hopefully they, uh, they take a page out of uh, HBO and the last of us and go, Let's make this uh, Knights of the Old Republic trilogy. You know? Come Thank on. You. We've learned so many lessons. Well, what's nice that's about that 2025 is that's a six-year film gap, which is, uh, you know, it's approaching what, you know, we had. Uh, well, we had we had a 10-year film gap between the end of the sequel trilogy and then, or excuse me, the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy. So, 05 to 15. Yeah. That was, or was it? Yeah. No, 83. To two thousand, <laughs> I said. I said it was ten oh, the, years. So the this is closer. The six so, years are closer to the ten years instead of the twenty-five year or the the thirteen. Well, because we ended what in ninety ninety, which was the it last was, year. It, it was eighty-three to ninety-nine was the first gap, and then it was ninety-nine to or sorry, what was uh, the last year? It was the, o, the, o, the, the, OT. 05, 05 to fifteen. To, so you're looking at between a, a thirteen year thirteen year gap, four, wait, fifteen year the gap. Force Awakens, I thought it was twenty seventeen. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. That was that wasn't the last one. I was talking about the big gaps because you well, said that was still Jedi- tw- that was still twelve years, two thousand five to twenty seventeen, five years. Been a minute. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the Force Awakens was twenty fifteen, not twenty seventeen. They bombed in twenty fourteen. They bombed in twenty fourteen. Yeah. No, twenty fifteen. Oh. Do your do, do your clickety clicking. Uh, I'm doing it now. You guys oh, get to boy, the here we go. There you go. No, we're good. There's no arguing. Twenty fifteen. <laughs> You win. Wah, oh, wow. wah, wah. oh, Todd actually admits he's wrong. Oh, Force Awakens is such a great movie. Uh, they should do a trilogy about it. Oh, they should. <laughs> and you would almost think they did, but then, yeah. So anyway, okay. Well, uh, we good? Ready to move on? Because I, I think, think so. It's time. It's time to get out that phone. We need the feeble Uber app so Madam Madam Webb can make a couple of nickels. Time to get down to Skugtown, Nastyville. The Geek Easy awaits. Talk about what we're enjoying. So. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So this is where we talk about all the things we love in the world of geek that we're watching, reading, or uh, doing that kind of stuff. So, Joe, anything yeah. that you want to talk about? I have been doing nothing but consuming things about The Last of Us HBO show. And we're going to be talking about the HBO show here in a minute, but uh, I got to shout out the uh, the HBO Companion podcast mm. uh, that is that is uh, hosted by the the voice of Joel Miller. Oh, uh, uh, why am I forgetting Troy Baker's name? There you go. And he's interviewing Craig Mason and uh, Neil Druckmann about a how the show happened and 
their inspirations, why they wanted it to happen. And uh, you guys need to listen to that companion podcast if I, you're interested in the show. I will. Where, what, well, hold on. I'll even just look it up while we're talking. What, what, what is it? I think it's just on HBO Max on YouTube. Oh, okay. it's not. It's not like a podcast. Podcast. Okay, it's probably cool. a podcast. Podcast. That's just where I listen to it. But, All right. Um, is it like the Game of Thrones at the end of the episode where it's kind of like that? No. It, it, oh, it's, not like an after show. No, not like the no, ready room on Star Trek. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not like the after show of like the Talking Dead. Remember? No, that? Yeah. which is so yeah. insufferable. We we watched it for years and I just couldn't yeah. take it anymore. No, I couldn't. It's not like it's just straight up like. Troy is talking to both of them. They got like five questions that they're they're, they're answering. Okay, um, but you got to listen to it because crazy Craig Mazin, um, he in the first five minutes understood the assignment. Okay, um, you know when when he talks about what the Last of Us is, and you know he, he just goes, "Last of Us is not about how like violence is bad." Uh, because I, I've seen so much of that too. It's like, oh, that's my story's lazy because all it is about violence is bad. Isn't it bad? It's like, no, that's not what it is about. He's like, The Last of Us is about love. It's about human uh-huh. emotion. Right. And how love is not inherently good. Right. And he's like, and when that that was that was the hook for me to be interested in this story. So um when he said that, or, or and I'm paraphrasing, I was like, and this is how I know this show is going to be spectacular nice, <laughs> going nice. forward. Yeah. So like watch it. that companion podcast. Watch Kyle and I break it down on YouTube. Um, nice. Because it is something that I'm excited to talk about. There you, know, you go. You found you know, it. Makes, like- it made me think about that when you said that, Joe. And I think of what they do with the Game of Thrones. After every episode, they talk about the episode with the actors and different people. And I thought it would be kind of cool to do that, but kind of maybe show like the how it compares to the video game. Like after and say, here's some scenes and do something that could be kind of fun, but maybe yeah. that's not what they want to go after. And they definitely explore a little bit of it. Like okay. they, they, the, uh, like the fungal outbreak, like Craig talks about what changes were there, what needed, what he thought could not needed, uh, could be explored in a space in a medium like this that couldn't be explored in the game. Sure. Um, right. so yeah, again, Really good stuff if you're if you're hankering for Last of Us talk. Hank, Hank, Hank for a hunk of it. Well, cool. And, well, all right. There, and I was going to say there is a excellent podcast that Christian Spicer does on the game yes. that Naughty Dog hosts. So if you'd like to know more about the game with the with the cast and that as well, there that's available as well. Christian yeah. Spicer. Why do I know that name? We had I'm on our podcast, Charlie. <laughs> that's why it sounds so familiar. It's amazing. He's the host of uh, DLC, and he, over, he and he and he produced his own comic, <laughs> and yeah. We just, like, you know, after 411 episodes, I say, Kelly I doesn't remember I, any guests we ever I had. <laughs> dial, I got That's why we have a spreadsheet. I have to dial 411 to get that information. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, as I'm, as I'm known to say, uh, I was unsurprisingly, because with the launch of our Patreon, which you'll be hearing actually at the end of this week for our Patreons, is my new show called The Facts of Geek Life, where myself and a guest break down a few episodes of a a season of uh, a classic genre show. Uh, I watched two shows that are new and non-genre this week that I really loved. Uh, We just finished off watching this morning uh, because it was, you know, Netflix does the, you know, dropping 10 episodes at once. And Todd, you and I have talked a lot about like, well, that sucks because you watch 10 and then it's just it's over. And I, and I really don't like that. I agree with you. But, you know, then I was April says, well, you know, you don't have to watch all 10. And I'm like, I feel like a lot of people are really inherently like, especially if you're watching an old show to just 
if you're like really into it and that's your scene, you just, you're going to binge it. Uh, and that's what we did with this. It was that 90 show, the long anticipated meaning it's, it was been long anticipated since it was announced like nine or 10 months ago. Um, follow up to the, the awesome Fox sitcom from the late 1990s into the two thousands called that 70 show, which is about a group of super typical teenagers in 1970s, you know, Kenosha area, Wisconsin. Um, and this, this is a direct continuation. Um, because the show was of course about this group of, you know, stereotypical teenagers. Cause there was the pretty one, the boy, the pretty one, the girl, the, the bad boy, they were all, you know, consumed certain substances that we won't talk about, uh, which is paid homage in the new series. Marijuana? Are you talking about that marijuana? I'm not talking about it. Uh, I'm talking about it, Charlie. I'm talking about that Mary Jane. Oh my goodness. You sound like Dr. John. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or or Lee Armstrong, I'm not sure. Oh Oh my gosh. I don't. Todd, have you just to choose? Uh, Todd, have have you watched one yet? Charlie, I actually did not like that 70 shows after like the second or third season. What? To me, that, okay. that show got so formulaic and I'm like, that's not even entertaining anymore. So I, 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 I fell off of it. I'm like, it's not even a great, it doesn't, I don't think it's a sitcom that really stands up and I don't think it's that great. So this show I, sounds horrible and I'm going to spend I mean, too much time about these bad new characters and they have the cameos from the characters. They're only do it for a paycheck. I am totally disinterested in this show. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? I, I understand all that. That being said, we really enjoyed it because okay. again, it was because it was the '90s nostalgia because it's set in the summer 1995. So I was 19. You know, April and I were both 19. We didn't know each other back then, but the, the references are funny. Blockbuster video and you know making mixtapes and Red and Kitty, who are the parents, get their first computer and get on AOL. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was just fun. So is it this like fun? It's like the Goldbergs. They say 1990 something. They never oh. actually say the year. No, it takes place in the summer of 1995. So, okay. all, all oh, the, they got a Packard bell. Yeah, I don't know if they're sitting down and they did all the research to make sure. Yeah, I, my first computer was a uh, Todd. I had it when we when we lived in the uh, dorm. Uh, I don't know, but it was something like that. Yeah, it was a uh, what are what are what were some of the other big big old brands of giant oh, PCs? God. Gateway. Gateway was, was another Gateway. one. Yeah. There was a lot of brands that just were like the cheap ones you never heard of before. It's like. Probably. I got it for dirt cheap because I needed a computer and they were like $1,800 at the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What a say. I have no idea. Of course, I, I, I didn't be, you know, I was in college. My, my parents. I'll have to dig up a, a Best yeah. Buy ad from like 1995 and see. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I know. Bad stuff. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I found the sitcom fun, but not great. And then I thought this was really pretty awesome. So, but one sitcom and Todd, you're going to chime in on this as well, um, that I absolutely loved when I was growing up as when I was talking to my mother on the phone this morning and I was telling her that we had watched this, um, was, and I've talked about this on the show before it was night court or, uh, aired from, I think 1984 to 1992, probably. And had to do with, you know, the criminal cart criminal court part two in night court in, you know, in Manhattan. Yes, and it was it was it was a terrific had a terrific cast of characters. Uh, has a you know, and, and rewatching it as, as April and I have been doing the original show uh, because it's available on Amazon Prime on their freebie uh, you know sub channel. Um, a lot of the jokes still hold up. There are some you know, there's some like you know Dan Fielding, who's one of the characters, finds out his best friend um, is a woman now, and then there was just that was just that was a terrible early episode of that show. But for the most part, a lot of it is is definitely still funny. Um, so anyway, there's a revival of the show. We've been been talking about it for months on here and it dropped uh on tuesday with the first two episodes a pilot episode and then an episode two and uh i you know it's funny they managed to bring back 
all of the sets pretty faithfully, everything, you know, in there got a coat of paint. And it's funny, it feels like it's a difference between the way New York was portrayed in the 1980s, which is uh, grimy and disgusting. And like, even like the walls of the inside of the courtroom look like they were smeared with dirt back in the day that now it's a fresh coat of paint and da, 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 da. Um, but it was fun. So it's, it's centered around the main character who was played by the late Harry Anderson character was called Harry stone. Uh, he had a daughter who was played by Melissa Roush, who's also the EP of the show and the Genesis of it coming. And back. she was on uh, uh, big bang, the big theory. bang theory. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, her wow. claim to fame. Yeah. She was Bernadette on big bang theory. But anyway, uh, you know, the show, the premise of the show is she grew up in upstate New York. She is a judge. She's, you know, you know, in her thirties, early forties, whatever it is, and moves to Manhattan to essentially take on her dad's old job and needs to have a staff and she needs a public defender and the guy that she has quits. So she seeks out the no longer practicing. He's a hermit. Now Dan Fielding played by John Larroquette, who's character from the original show. Todd, I loved it. I'm on board. I'm having fun. What about you? So I didn't get to completely watch the first episode, which is just lame because oh it's boy. like 22 minutes long. But I, I watched enough to so like, okay, I get it. I get the premise. Totally good. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm on board too because I think it, it, it's pretty – Nightcrawler had good writing. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. this is where – and hopefully it's going to – they're going to build on it and it'll be really cool. Maybe they'll get some other characters to show up from the past because really it's Bull and Roz, I think, are the last two that are live. And, um, and, and the occasional uh, – This is uh, the first I'm hearing about this show, by the way. Oh, you don't oh, listen Joe. to our show. Show every week and hear yeah, us talk you know about what? listen joe turns out when he hears about old men talking about old things exactly yeah right yeah yeah because joe like, just my oh, grandpa's joe i just, get it yeah joe just revealed his age to us and he's i don't even, remember he's even the Nixon administration okay. <laughs> joe would prefer we talk about power rangers and uh nicktoons Oh my That's gosh. Right. I, That's right. I don't remember the Nixon. I don't remember when they stopped using streetcars or there <laughs> wasn't a milkman anymore. I don't anymore. remember Spiro Agnew. I don't. <laughs> the Paris Peace right. Accords. The People use phones to talk with them. What is this? What is that? Yeah. You had to have a phone with a cord and it was stuck to the wall. Oh, and anyway, and you needed to call 1 800. Uh, Call ATT because you needed those 20 cents a minute for long distance. Right, exactly. Or the, or the phone cards or you had yep. to call a number to get yeah. movie times. I know it's yep. terrible. So, but going back to this, yes, I think this is going to be a fun show because I think they hit a lot of the good beats. Uh, but I will say, Charlie, it has the trashiest and joke. If anything, just watch the intro to the show. It is the trashiest, worst like intro to a show. Like they, the original Night Court was just like the theme song with the background of the city. Yeah. This one essentially repeated it with a little bit of an updated tune, but then they show the actors on screen. It looks like a bad green, gray screen, green screen. It's so uh -huh. dumb. I'm like, God, change that immediately. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. You're right. The original had, and it really captured what. And again, I never visited New yeah. York City in the 1980s, I mean, but it was always really portrayed as being super gross and disgusting. And they showed all night, like here's the subway, and Very here's cool. a couple of yeah. here's a couple of cops standing on a corner, and a With guy, the jazzy and a, saxophone. I mean, air, that's air, 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 air. Yeah. it was great. And yes, they they've reinvigorated the theme song, which is cool, but still. which is fine. But don't yeah. put the actors on. It look like it looks like like a now a like 70s yeah. TV show. Yeah, they'll do the freeze like Charlie Carden. Yeah, it's bad. I don't know why yeah, they exactly. did that. It was just bad. They ruined something. Yeah, so exactly. change that from the show. I'm back on board. <laughs> you never know. They change those things from time to time. So anyway, okay. Well, Todd, what what is this thing that you watch? Tell us oh, all about this. My mom actually recommended a show. <laughs> Let's talk oh, about boy. old people. Oh, my, my, oh, my, mom, my mom does that too, and I just say no. <laughs> well, I, I'd heard about this one, so I'm like, ah, okay. It's called Pez Outlaw. 
This is a new documentary that just dropped on Netflix, and this was amazing. I was so blown away. Charlie, this is going to be close to your heart because it comes with a couple things. First, it's about a guy from Michigan, DeWitt. Michigan, okay. Oh, Lansing area, nice. Yeah, yeah. So there, that's one thing because you love Michigan. You're you're the number one uh, guy. The guy. When, when guy. Tim Allen dies, you'll take over as the voice of Michigan. Um, and then the other thing this is about it's about collecting about collecting toy shows and things like that. Um, so this which, is all, which is a, which is a circuit that I work because exactly sell, this, is, this is like clients. you, man. This is like you in in twenty years. Nice. This will be your story, hopefully not. Um, but this oh, is shit. a really fun story about this guy who is essentially he has some mental health issues, but uh, beyond that, it's not really what it's about. But it does cover some of that, so it's really nice. Mm. But this guy who's in a family, he's he's poor guy but he tries to make do with his family uh and he's bored in his job so he decides and he starts out collecting um cereal boxes for some reason and as he buys cereal boxes um kind of as part of his ocd he ends up sending away for and this is probably like the early 90s starts sending away for all those like freebies like general mills does uh you know get buy send in five box tops you'll get like a cereal bowl you'll get these collectibles exactly so this guy like obsesses about it and he starts ordering these things like and he would get a billion things and then he ended up selling them at toy shows and and it's funny because apparently before he came on the scene there was no limit to how many you could do and because he was so ravenous about this they actually changed the rule to one per household Um, (laughs) wow the surefire way to get in the history books now this is a daco or this is like documentary it's it's 86 minutes long 86 minutes long. Wow. Um, he actually I'm stars in some of the like reenactments because they do some reenactments of oh, like, this, so what happened. Okay. Yes, because it's basically looking back at the 90s, but it's being told by the people from today. Um, but it's really cool because he like basically, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to give away too much more, but just to get into why it's Pez, is he essentially, his serial trinket game ends and he's like, well, I got to do something. And then he ends up finding this person selling odd Pez dispensers, like mm. Pez dispensers you can't find anyway. And so he finds out from this person that there is a way to find Pez dispensers you can't find in the U.S. And that it essentially takes him to Europe. And I don't want to leave it to any more there, but the kind of the way he's called the Pez dispenser is amazing because essentially this little guy gets on the radar of the Pez company. You find out about Pez being run in the U.S. and internationally and all of these things. And but overall, it's it's just it's a really fun story. Eighty six and long to find out about it. It's very honest storytelling. Um, but you, it's really just learning about this guy and, and some of the mental health changes challenges he had, yeah. how he dealt with it, and also you get these great interviews with other collectors and uh, one guy from from I think he's from Germany. He's hilarious because he's just brutally honest and a mean European. It's, <laughs> but um, it's, I, it's I, great. I, I put it in my phone as we were talking. It's, a, it's a great. So it's, it's heart touching. <clears throat> it's a fun story, and it's got a really good way of doing it. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's like I said, it's short, awesome. eighty minutes long. So I highly recommend anyone. It just sounds a fun story. If you're into collecting, it kind of deals with a yeah. lot of that and the people that are involved. But it's also you know just a story about us, like this guy who. Um, was a man, a man and his pet. It's like VHS behind the music, right? He was, he was, he, he was on his <laughs> way you up. Say and came VH, you just said VHS behind the music, which I think sure. makes it even, uh, even more crusty for us old folks. So anyway, good. That is the end of the geek easy Todd time to get up there to your Qantas app. We're going down to the land down under the Thunderdome and Tina waits where we're going to talk about, 
The Last of Who? The Last of Us. Let's go! Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! Thank you, Tina! We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week... We're going to be talking about The Last of Us. Uh, so uh, The Last of Us, just to give you a little background on it, uh, this was began as a video game uh, on the PlayStation 3. Uh, I believe it was launched in 2013 from Naughty Dog. This was a new franchise for them. Uh, we then proceeded to get a sequel, uh, I believe, in 2019, Joe? Uh- Oh, no, no, no. That's 2020, baby. Is it 2020? Wait a right. second. Wait, how right. can it be The Last of Us? Is this The Last of Us, The NeverEnding Story? The exactly. Last, uh, the Last well, last of Us? As we talk about the Flim Flam, they added a part one <laughs> to The Last of Us Part One. Boom! Yeah, 2020, The Last of Us Part Two came out on the PlayStation 4. Um, and then uh, they announced, I think in 2021? They were going to be making an adaptation of The Last of Us on HBO. Uh, the showrunner was going to be uh, Craig Mazin, who is behind Chernobyl. And uh, Neil Druckmann, who is one of the, the leads of Naughty Dog, was also going to be uh, uh, basically a producer slash director on the show the, as well. The lead Naughty Dog. Exactly. So with that, uh, Joe, you know what? Yeah. It's a very appropriate if people are unfamiliar with The Last of Us, what is The Last of Us? Bring oh, down for me, baby. All right. What is The Last of Us? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, the Last of Us is a survival horror game or action game uh, set in a post-apocalyptic United States where we have a, a smuggler by the name of Joel Miller who is sell out to smuggle a girl from one part of the United States to the other um, for reasons you will find out in this show but uh, maybe she's just someone important's daughter who knows uh, and along the way you're going to see a broken man uh, become whole and a, a broken girl finding that parental figure mm. um, mm-hmm. so yeah, The Last of Us is a deeply personal story that is not solely unique just because it's a, a video game. You know, a, a lot of people like to give The Last of Us a lot of credit of like, there was never a good video game story until The Last of Us came out. And that wouldn't be true because you got games like Bioshock that are absolutely phenomenal that came before it. But um, I think The Last of Us is one of those stories that uh, – can transcend its medium rather well, better than its mm-hmm. contemporaries in that space. Mm-hmm. So here we have the last of a show um, that is, you know, produced and show ran by one of uh, the, the best showrunners in the industry right now, Craig Mazin, who did uh, the award-winning Chernobyl. And this is the first time in a long time we have um one of the showrunners being the creator of the game, one of the creators of the game, and the vice president or co-president of Naughty Dog, Neil Druckmann. So, yeah, uh, now you have something here in the in the video game industry uh, or video game side of things. There's been some good video game adaptations of things. You know, you have things like Detective Pikachu, things like Sonic, uh, Arcane, which is incredible, but a lot of video game adaptations follow the universe and the lore of said universe mm. rather than a direct story on 
the game itself, right? Just following trying to make beat it for beat. Too big. Like, oh, yeah. I'm trying to set up a something for next season, or I'm, I'm going to make you love the sequel, or it, well, want it for the sequel, or that kind of deal. It's more like every time they've tried to give you a direct adaptation, it's flopped because mm-hmm. the showrunners or the producers or script writers don't have faith in the source material. It's kind mm. of the reason why, like, I feel like the, the Sony Spider-Man verse the, the, sort the of Spumco. sucks. Out, yeah. The Spumpco outside of its animation is it doesn't have, it, it doesn't have uh faith in itself that it could deliver something special. Yeah. This is the first time where the showrunner has complete faith in its source material. It's like, I'm adapting this game because it's really great and more people need to know this story. So I would say, and I would say compare it to like the halo series, which is the closest one we had to it. They actually said, we're going to make this like the silver universe take on it, which means that they're saying we don't Uh, even want to study the, (laughs) thank you, Joe. <laughs> oh, Joe! I need that bleep button. So we should we ha- we should have LXLR Patreon dot com slash Seeker Friends Unite. All that stuff you get that bleep <laughs> that Halo show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Oh, I will. I you know what? In in oh. in present company reading the room, I will not contribute to talk about the Halo show. I will not. It's an abomination. So yeah, uh, hopefully the show doesn't show its whole ass, but. It's uh, it's he, he said a swear. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. No, that's okay. Because kids are listening. Kids are listening. But I think you know that's that's a biological that's term. A, yeah, it's oh, bio- Yeah, the buttocks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or a donkey. Really. I mean, donkey. It's a donkey. So, yeah. so it's yeah. the donkey show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Halo show. No good. Don't, don't like. Don't Google Halo show. Yeah, no. man. No, <laughs> kids at home. Don't do it. Yeah, no, it'll blind you. But I mean, so yeah, I mean, so this really is um, the first video game TV series, yes. I would say, beyond Halo that does feel like um, it's got its full faith in what the product is. Um, and when we saw the producers and everybody behind this, I'm like, the into point when you talked about in the geekies, like the you know Craig Mazin, he got it. And I, I think HBO when something is on HBO has credibility, which is right. a big deal for us who want right. people to see the same thing right. in the things we love that may right. have no care about the genre or things we love. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. A lot, a lot of, uh, some folks that I know have been watching this show that normally wouldn't, you know, like my parents are watching it. My mom is anxiety ridden about it already. Um, you know, my <laughs> coworkers episode, yeah. have been watching it. Um, so it's like, it's, it's transcending that medium and let's right. see if it keeps on keeping on. It's yeah, the my- Todd is, it's, it's what we talk about, Todd, about the quadrants, right? Yeah. Is this, this is touching multiple quadrants and Todd, I don't, I'm sure you caught this Joe in a few episodes back What we tried to, we're trying to, you know, kind of break down what that means. And Todd, didn't you figure out it was men under 25 men over 25 exactly women it's under age 25, and, women, yeah. and 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 Asian, gender. and or, and, yeah, and yeah, binary gender binary gender yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. So, so men and women of certain ages and in who, who if they can get a show that hits all of those you got like top gun yeah you <laughs> got top gun you got your billion dollar movie yeah exactly yeah, exactly so, yeah. yeah and and my wife actually watched it she has no interest really in video games she 
supports me playing them, but, and she also doesn't really like, like dark things. I think we watched a little bit of the Wacking Dead. It wasn't for her, you know, yeah. the, the gore that she's not a big into horror fans. So, uh, she did say after watching it, she, she enjoyed it, but she said, this is really dark. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> and you know what? It's not going to get lighter. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's actually going to get a lot worse. It's yes. going to get darker because Tad, you were telling me the, the, uh, the, the, infe- and obviously the, the plot line of this is that it's a, this viral infection, which makes people all, you know, inky jinky and their, their stuff coming out of their mouths and they tend to mutate more as time goes by and then they click they're clicking that's how you know they're round or whatever and then their faces break open and it's all the stuff you've seen in the various trailers but like in the beginning of this which was said it's it's a window from it's 2003 and actually goes way way back to the uh, uh an old talk show from the 60s where you see the the it's the brother from the mummy which we just watched last night so that's what made me think of him uh talking about talking about viruses and how insidious they are and you know talk about that ant virus that a virus gets in there and takes an ant's body over and he's a zombie yeah. and this thing and that thing uh and then jumping forward to seeing Obviously, when this goes down, and are we going full spoilers on this, guys? Are we? Are um, we let's like- let's before you that, yeah. Maybe we can uh, kind of say at this point, folks, we're going to be talking about spoilers. So, um, and potentially the spoilers not only in the, sh- the, the 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 show, but also in the game. So we can mm-hmm. kind of talk about you know where this is going to go and where right. we think that because we've only got one episode in there's another one well, happening Sunday night. And um, I will, and I will simply caution that since I'm not familiar with it, I would appreciate it. Oh, sure. Game, game spoilers for myself. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll do it with that, but spoilers for the TV series and maybe part for of the, the for game the, yeah. for the one episode that yeah, we've watched exactly. that we've recorded. So, so at any rate, yeah. So we, everyone uh, we, dies. Everyone dies. Oh, well, no, I mean, that's how, that's how every show works. Well, the walking dead, all, all but two of the original cast died. Uh, by the time the series was over, but yeah. uh, or at least I should say, everybody you saw in the first episode, um, never heard of it. I'm sure not. But at any rate, yeah, we we jumped to uh, Austin, Te- San Antonio, Austin. It was Texas anyway, in 2003, where you know you're meeting Joel as he's a contractor and he's raising his daughter on his own. Was the mother was the mother dead or did she leave? No, or she don't, left. Don't we care. No, okay. uh, very uh, so not very explored. She's not an important character. She leaves. Understood. Them. And, and he's role, yeah. he's part and part. Uh, Joel is part and parcel with his brother. Is it Tommy? Tommy Thomas. Yep. Yeah, and they're they're obviously they work together and stuff. And is and and it's the course of a day that's Joel's birthday. And his daughter wakes up and she takes her. She's making breakfast. Blah blah. And he goes off and does his errands for the day. And she goes off to school. She comes home and they have they have a next door neighbor that uh, that it's a uh, it's an older couple. She's not feeling well. Yeah, that grandma lives with them and she's in a wheelchair and she's not feeling so good. And uh, as uh, what's what's the little girl? What's the young girl's name? Sarah. So Sarah's over there and she's fiddling about. Has her back turned? And you see Grandma in the background out of focus start to twitch and stuff, and it's just like, oh, that's not that's not good. And then Sarah comes. You know, Joel gets home. They watch a movie together on his birthday. Blah blah. blah and she go and then. Tommy calls in, dude, I'm in jail. You got to come bail me out or whatever. And dad's like, oh, God. So I'll be back, baby. Just, you know, go to bed and I'll be back. And she wakes up like 2 o'clock in the morning and there's noises going on and helicopters flying over. I'm going to stop you right there, Charlie. Because we got kind of caught up to the game. So the game starts. Right there. As you are Sarah. So there's, so there's two things you miss here, bud. All right, I'm going to go. Don't worry. I got it. All, right. right all right. All right. Go on now. It starts with uh, Sarah on the couch. Door you know, opens. Joel enters. Um, and it's his birthday. Yep. So she got him a watch. And he goes, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. where did you get this? She's like, I, I sell drugs. Hardcore drugs. Yeah, right. What, like, what kind of drugs? What you yeah. got? Well, that's great. But like. 
Yeah. Maybe it's not working. Um, <laughs> like no that, so that scene is pretty one-to-one with the game. And then she wakes up, right? Uh, and something's, you know, you're walking around the house. It's eerily silent. Oh, wait, and- I want to stop Joe right here. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So we're going to have a stop it upon a stop. Because that's all we got in the game. But in yeah. the oh. show, we got a little bit more time with Sarah, which exactly. was which was kind of nice because she yeah. got to go. You saw her take money, get the watch yeah. done. You get to see some more of her interactions with the, fam- the family next door. So I think that right. was a nice touch, but it, it didn't nice. take anything away. It, right, it was exactly. a nice touch. It was a nice um, pacing you know, was tight. I liked it. Moment of oh, this okay. So Sarah's a main character, right? Yeah, that's what my thing. wife said right there. My wife said, yeah. but I thought she was going to be her story in the yeah. flim flam. Yeah, uh-uh. and yeah. so you know the one thing uh-uh. that they do a great job I knew she with. Was gonna die. <laughs> oh, Charlie! <laughs> uh, the one thing dark. that they do a really good job with is setting up that day. There is something off about it and it starts increasing because right. like when you know first off when you know they're 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 having breakfast it's an awesome family dynamic you get to see the dynamic more which right. makes her loss way more impactful Big when time. the grandma's not eating outside and the guy's trying to feed her and you see how nice the neighbors are the call back to the game i'll talk about yeah, it you're right oh this is not and, gonna go well i thought instantly uh, yeah. <laughs> and then when she's at school uh you know one of the kids are twitching uh, he's infected. Oh right? God! Yeah, and right. then she's at the, the 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 you know the watch store, and then every you see the stores start closing down. That felt eerily familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and even to speak to the me living in the Tri C area, seeing um military vehicles go by as well during the pandemic was crazy. So Ooh, yeah, we didn't get that. No. So yeah, out, here, out here in the Midwest, were, yeah, one to one. Uh, like of what I was feeling. And when Sarah wakes up and things start going crazy, um, it, it services a really good one-off line because when things start going crazy, uh, Sarah looks out, she, she walks into her dad's room. He's not there. So the other thing the show does a really great job is where was Joel in the game? Well, he was bailing out Tommy because someone in the bar went crazy and he defended them. And, you know, right. things are exactly. getting a little crazy over here. You need to bail me out. So now we know where he's been. Uh, and in the game, Sarah is looking at a news report on the TV and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a reporter going, oh, it's mayhem down here. Y'all it's raining cats yeah, right. and dogs. Y'all. And then, <laughs> and then the explosion on the TV screen, you see it through the window. Right, and that's oh, when nice. you know how nearby oh, and the threat is there, right. and that's where things start going. The right. one line that is explored here uh, um, is when Joel enters the house; he's in a panic, and he goes, um, "Sarah's like, what's going on?" He goes, "It's the neighbors. I think they're sick," and that's when you see the you know the infected neighbor hit. The the you know the um the patio Blast. door yeah right which through. they do with the with the poor dog because the dog is like trying to get away and, and that's a call like, let me walk to, you back home and the dog's all you know yeah, and that's yeah, a call seen. to Last of Us Part Two yeah. as they use dogs to sniff out infected oh my goodness yeah well for sake of you know not wanting to break down the entire episode sorry I'm just yeah, no, no, that's okay. that was good Charlie no yeah. that was perfect that was perfect <laughs> but anyway yeah so so yes then. 
anyway, then then we go on. They're trying to escape. Things go horribly awry. Yeah. And then, you know. Hijinks and, ensue. Hijinks <laughs> ensue. And, you know, there's a point where, you know, Tommy and, and, and Joel and Sarah get separated from the vehicle. They're on the run and they get stabbed by, you know, private ding dong, you know, some, some military guys hold them up who, you know, over the radio, his CO just says, well, just grease them. You know what I mean? So he, he, he's taking shots and both Tommy and Joel manage to survive, but Sarah takes a shot right to the gun. She doesn't make yeah. it. So it's, it's horrible. And then we jump forward to present time. 20, yeah, 20 years. Yeah. 2023. Really right. So yeah. Yeah. A really great uh, scene there because at the tensions building the entire time. And when they're in the car, guys that's pretty much one-to-one to the game absolutely Every line right. of dialogue in that car is one-to-one to the game and you're um some of the locales like the jimmy's ranch that's on fire that's the ranch in the game that's uh, that's awesome no they, yeah. that was for sure done and again without now my wife has played some of the game april's played some of the game i've said but i didn't watch her while she was doing it but if what you're what you're saying is that everything there's a lot of one-to-one ratio with mm-hmm. that just really illustrates how really well written this game clearly is and, and how it stands the test of time 10 years later right and how these planes are flying so low and like at that part when they saw like the two planes go by i'm watching with my best friend she knows some of what happened she doesn't know the whole thing she's like yeah she she is you know she's nervous she's she can't stop talking she's like this is this is this is terrifying this is right this Big is time. and she's just like why are they flying so low and i go because there's jets in the air Yep. Like, like that's, and right. you know, the, that's a really great addition. And in the game, they get pinned by a, another car that just cuts them off. It's trying yeah. to do the same thing here. It's a piece of the, the plane debris that crashes, yeah, right. hits the car. And that's how she hurts her leg. Oh my um, gosh. I'm going to have to yeah. go back and watch this again after and, we're talking here. So yeah, it's just, it was, it was just so good. Yeah. And I'll say one thing too, that in the game, you are playing as Sarah in the beginning you stop playing as Sarah though once they're getting out of the uh, the truck. Oh, because um, because her yeah she's gonna yeah, yeah which is great because as Sarah in the back seat I was looking around in because yes, you can yes. just look around so you can see what's going on where else is somebody coming from behind us um, so yeah so we we get to the point in the future and we don't probably want to go really into the plot but um, and I will ooh, say gonna, ooh, I'll go, I, you know what I'll do I'll go play the game maybe I'll talk about it next week that's ooh. very good because I will tell you Charlie. Um, the, I had a two-hour trial on PlayStation 5. They just dumped it out there for the new uh, updated PlayStation right, Part 1. Right. It's two hours long. Oh, uh, well, but will, we, we've got the disc, which is how April was playing. Exactly. So I will <laughs> say this, because I looked at Last of Us takes about 15 hours to beat. Mm-hmm. This episode was an hour of TV time, but in the game, it was about an hour of the game. It was. This was a bit longer. This was more. This was closer to closer to ninety minutes. I thought. Was it? Okay. It was. was yeah, I know. I had to. Yeah. I know. I had to pause it at one point to you know use rest so, or whatever. And it was still. It did. It was over sixty minutes. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So I'm just curious if this will. And I don't know. Has it been announced, Joe, that this will be like is season one just the first all of the first yes. game part of the first all game. Of- all of the first game. Oh wow! All so, of the first game and a little and, and a little bit more in terms of like background of what's right. happening. It's t- yeah, ten episodes, which means because ten episodes will be the inevitable. Like, and here's a flashback of such and such or whatever, because that always happens in yeah, these shows. Got it? Because yeah, because I did the two hour trial, so that so like the first hour of that trial got me through the 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 the, the past part, and then the second hour got me well past where um you know it only did a portion of that. So the second hour of the game I was in, I got a lot more of things, 
but it was kind of a good interesting of where they're going to pace this, how they're going to mm-hmm. do it. And mm-hmm. if they, if this is highly successful, mm-hmm. I don't know if two seasons is enough. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose. And I suppose that's the real catch 22 with something like this. Like if it really takes off, is it going to turn into like game of Thrones where they're going off the map and the last couple of seasons are trash. And so the cool thing that scary. both of them have <laughs> said, it seems like they're, first off, it seems like they're both on the same page of like, we have no interest in, adapt, uh, in, in doing anything other than adapting these two games. That's great. That's so, great. Like if it remains to be true, it's going to be a two tops, three season, you know, uh, show. Um, and yeah, currently that's the big fear that somebody else comes along and says, well, this is worth a lot of money. We've got blah, blah, blah. We're going to make you do this thing and that thing. And so I hope not. Well, and naughty dog is right now. They finished last plus part two that came on 2020 as we know. Um, they are doing, uh, a multiplayer only game that is supposed to be, scripted and have story so i potentially could see them once again adapting more content um for more seasons if it works out what 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 do you have in your hand you just oh donkey mcdonald's sorry That's that's that that's. Oh, that's I get a little nervous when I talk to the podcast, so I just do that to keep my hands. Yeah. yeah, so there we go. That's cool. Yeah, because Joe makes me nervous. nervous. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, Joe's uh, Joe, my Joe's, Joe's quite a talent. I, I exactly. agree. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, so this is wild. I love this. I, I can't believe how excited I am. I definitely, you know, really, my afternoon was I, I have to watch the rest of those Buck Rogers episodes, Todd, for the show we're recording next <laughs> oh, week. Oh yeah, exactly. um, but I kind of feel like I want to play some of the Last of Us, so I think I might have to do that. Well. And Charlie, you could do what you've done with like the Star Wars games. You like the Star Wars games. You like the, the story. You the can always scenes, watch yeah. the cutscenes of The Last of Us because there is some good interactions during the action sequences, which is important. But right. the the cutscenes are so well done. And I don't know, Joe. Yeah. Do you do you agree or disagree with somebody that doesn't want to play the game? Um, would it? be cool if they just watched like a cutscene yeah. the cutscenes you can watch some of the cutscenes right. i showed amy one of the cutscenes she has a, a huge thing for pedro pascal oh. <laughs> and she's a real freak so um i showed her one of the scenes with joel and uh in the game and i go just imagine this scene but pedro pascal and all of a sudden she's watching it intently and then she just starts breathing heavy. I'm like, Amy, oh. relax. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, relax. It's, it's just on TV. It's all Settle right. Settle down. Yeah, yeah I have like, loved. Oh, I'm, I don't feel good. <laughs> I have I mean, loved uh, the cutscenes from uh, Battlefront 2. I've watched that a couple okay. times. And I've loved uh, the cutscenes from the uh, the Fallen Order, which Mark and I, we talked to. We talked through the game. And because I watched the cutscenes, him and the guests are like, oh, the gameplay blah. And I'm like, I watched the cutscenes. And I like this thing and that thing. So I still had something to contribute, thank God, on my own and, show. And the, I realize, <laughs> is there like a difficulty mode, Joe, uh, like that? That's like basically story yeah. mode where you don't have to be good. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, you, oh, not commenting on your 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 skit. How your do game you know place. that I'm not good? No. I'm. I mean, how could I be good? It's not like I'm. You know, the pinball wizard. Like, oh, you know, like I'm. Oh, God, magic Charlie, magic. you're not helping. Up here with that <laughs> my point. Good reference of a 60s yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. 70s, 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 70s oh, at least. Yeah. My mom was 10, everyone. My mom oh, was 10 when that reference my was My God. God. All well, right. Well, this was a good conversation. It was not all encompassing. We know that. We could be here all day. But right. I think the good news is I think this show, and Charlie, I think you're really the best person to say, did you say that this was just a good adaptation? Because you haven't even watched it. But do you feel like this is a good show? I think the beauty of it is, is that I didn't have to know this had anything to do with the video game at all because there weren't 
a lot of sci-fi elements to it at all or anything fantastical. It was like, you know what, if this was your neighborhood and this was your daughter and this was your dad and your brother and whatever's running around, this could just happen. You know, a day starts off weird. There's a, you hear on the radio, they're talking about, yeah, there's riots in Zimbabwe or blah, 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 whatever it is they said. And then you go to school and things just seem weird. And then you get home and things just like seem off. And there's, now there's tanks rolling through the street. It's like, this could, this could be terrifyingly be the way. And then when you jump forward into the future, um, you know, oh, now we live in a totalitarian state. That's absolutely what could happen. That's the fear that things could tilt that direction with some of the things happening politically in this country. We all feel oh. that way from time to time. Um, so I felt that this was much, because again, the infected, the, what becomes the clickers, whatever is much smaller part of anything that was going on other than what we see in the second half, which is again, the very, the 1984, the, the rebellious aspect. And then what's ultimately going to drive the narrative of the rest of this season, which is the mission. You know, the mission. So, yeah, I would say it's a fantastic adaptation. Uh, Whether the video game was a factor or not, it's it's not a it it wasn't a factor to me to want to watch it because I'm like, wow, post-apocalyptic stuff, which April and I love. We love what we watch and love all the Walking Deads. I've always loved apocalypse movies. I love, you know, 2012 and the day after tomorrow and just all those corny, you know, uh, Independence Day, all those corny like what's that dude's name who makes all those movies? Emmerich. Emmerich. Yes, Emmerich. Todd, Todd hates Independence Day. Don't get him started. I love it, though. We watch it every 4th of July. Every 4th of July. That's right. Um, but yes, I love the, you know, aliens or some other kind of whatever parasite thing. Like I just watched the V, the original V recently. You know, same thing. It's like, what what will humanity do when we're facing the, Are we going to all pull together? Are we going to all turn on each other? And it's always going to be the second thing. <laughs> it's what, the, what those movies and shows teach us is that the very worst of us is going to come out and basically try to take every advantage so that's the i love that i love watching it so yeah i would say i would say it's a great show regardless um there's an old saying what is it uh no one is dumb as all of us us. (laughs) (laughs) together the group think it's a little dumb but um yeah so i i really enjoyed it um like i said i just played the lat the two hours of the game just to get a feel for it again because it's been i haven't played it since 2013 so it's one of those people and i'm just very happy with how this turned out so very happy and Joe? Go oh, I'm sorry. I thought Charlie me? was about to say something. Uh, this is, uh, I, I, I okay. So here's something about me. When I love something a lot, it becomes my personality. So for example, the Obi-Wan uh, finale, right? That whole 15 minute thing. I'm not going to spoil. because You guys watching, can hear me. Uh, is amazing. And I watched that a dozen times in a span of a week. Um, I've watched this episode already Hello? four times. I've just, devoured anything that is of like Guys, substance when it comes to the show like breakdowns all of it um love it this is this so far so very good and to hear that it only gets better um has me really excited to see the changes that they've made so so far this like first episode is some good adaptation of the game i don't want to say best yet because we don't know how this guy uh this this the show ends so so far, so very good. I'm, I'm in. Like, think we can say is we're excited for more episodes. We'll see. Heck yeah. Oh yeah. The end of the season, we'll probably do a wrap up uh, and go from there, and we'll see if Charlie has uh, experienced more of the game, or at least watched some of the more of the game to do a compare and contrast. Yes, indeedly, doodly. Well, cool. Well, friends, thank you as always for joining us, Joe. We Bye. will. 
do another whatever the heck it was, like 50 episodes or something. Okay, I don't want you to have a stroke now. But okay. uh, yeah, no, you're awesome. Um, and I can't believe we've not had you on a holocron yet, or have we? And I just don't remember. If, if I don't uh, remember, no, not yet. Not yet. Okay, let me have a word with First you. episode of The Mandalorian. Let's do it. Oh. Wait, I thought Mark banned uh, Joe. Oh, yeah, that's the part I was going to add. Is you All guys your Nintendo not- hate hurt Marks to his core. Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't know if you guys didn't get yeah. along because of your whatever. It'd be like you know people who can't deal with yeah. the different types of Star Trek. Well, once but anyway, Nintendo we'll look at starts that. publishing good games again, we'll talk. <laughs> well, no, you know what? Mark I can't, would love to have John. I can't help you with that. But at any rate, uh, Joe, where do people find you out there? You can find me over at Mister Badbit on Twitter. You can find my show at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find the Trophy Room on PlayStation Podcast each and every Thursday with me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. Uh, over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, the video version over on YouTube.com slash PS Trophy Room or at PS Trophy Room. They put in tags like that now on it. Oh, YouTube, my goodness. Can you believe it? Taggity um, tag tag. Yeah. So you can find me all there, man. Thank, oh thank you guys for having me because anytime I get to talk about The Last of Us, is a good time. Whoop, 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 whoop. Todd, Joe, where, are you, where are you at out gonna, there? I was going to say, ahead. Joe, congrats on another great uh, awards show. It was awesome. Oh uh, yeah, you guys do great work. Thank you, thank you. Yes, we and and, and it broke some records too. Over six thousand four hundred people tuned into the Trophy Room Awards, which was the longest episode we've ever done by a country mile. Over four th- four hours, over thirty plus categories, over was it ten guests. All talking about the games that made 2022. Wow. And then this week, we talked a whole lot about The Last of Us show and all rumors and speculations of great things coming to PlayStation 2023 and beyond. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Nice. Uh, The best PlayStation show there, folks. Check it out. Subscribe and watch. Very nice. All right, Todd, what about you, little little buddy? Yeah, um, I'm uh, on Twitter at Tioxtra, also on Hive at Todd of War, which Hive might just be uh, a thing I made up. Who knows? knows (laughs) Why not? It's only one way to find out. (laughs) We'll we'll see. The people are doing Mastodons and all these different things, but we don't know. Um, But um, you know what? Uh, Follow me there, just having good times and, and good fun. And trying to share the gospel uh, along with at Secret Friends You on Twitter as well about all the things we do. Um, we have our Patreon folks. Just go there, check it out, just see if it's a value for you. We are also going to drop some of the special shows for free in the future just to get people see what what they if they enjoy the stuff if it's worth us subscribing. So we'd love Literally. to do that. And then for all things Secret Friends at uh, SecretFriendsUnite.com is our home where everything is there. The hub. Yes, absolutely. Well, you can find me over on Twitter at the C3. Just go ahead and spell it out. I'm on other socials on that, kind of, sort of. But I also spend a lot of time in our fantastic Discord chat. That's where the cool conversations are happening. Uh, my wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is the West Michigan-based chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club, one of the biggest in the world. If you live in Michigan and want to learn more about it, visit us at a website of that same name and at socials with the same tag. We would love to have you on board. And with that, one more time, friends, thank you for joining us. Thank you to Joe. I'm going to say, as always, that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. The last of us or the last and worst of us. Second one. Who knows? Who knows? This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. 
Visit SeekerFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.